Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney from Insights and Automation and this is the show where I cover what's new and happening in industrial automation. I hope your Wednesday's off to a great start um, and uh, I hope everything is going well for you. Things are a little crazy here. The place is a mess. But in any case, hopefully you can't see too much of that on the camera. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump right into it here. And uh, first, I want to stop by asking you, if you do enjoy this series of morning news shows, please give us a like, a sub, and a share. It's the only way really to grow our audience and find new vendors to come on our shows. And with that, let's jump into the news. First, though, I do want to thank our sponsor for today's show, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or skater training, please send them over to theautomationschool.com. And with that, we go over to our first press release today, and Rockwell's talking about what new hardware they're going to be showing at Automation Fair this year. I'm all booked. I got my hotel. I've been talking to their marketing people. They're great, and uh, I'm really looking forward to going to the show. I'll be going on, I guess, a Wednesday and Thursday, and uh, I got a bunch of sessions picked out. I got a media badge, so really looking forward to it. I got some meetings on Studio 5000 set up, so um, really excited. If you guys will be there, I'd love to get a selfie with you. Um, I, I may try to live stream a little bit from the floor, but I'm not planning on it. But uh, I will probably do the automation podcast there. I'll probably find a table and, and try to do it right from there live because, uh, you know, I'll be there. And we release the automation podcast on Wednesdays at 3.30. Now, having said all that, um, here are the products, uh, especially for those listening and not watching. Uh, this is not a complete list. This is just what they're uh, what they're highlighting here in this press release. The 432 ES GuardLink Ethernet IP adapter, the Armor Kinetics. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, distributed servo drives, the Armor Block 5000 IO, Auto Motors. We've covered that on the show before. Compact Logics Analog Heart IO. We've talked about that recently. The Embedded Edge Compute Module. Um, we talked about that recently. Flex 5000 IO. Flex HA 5000 IO, we talked about that recently as well. And then we have God Logics, we have iTrack, and we have the Stratix 5200 fully managed switch. So there's a nice convenient link here. I'll take you to all the new products. I went through all seven pages of new products this morning. And uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit when we talked about the software, what software they're showing. But uh, if you're interested in seeing what's going to be there, and if you have anything you want me to ask people, if you can't go and you want me to ask things, uh, you know, don't don't forget to use that talkback link and let me know. That's how the one of our uh, one of our actually a couple of vendors contacted me that way. So with that, we'll go over to. Uh, I just wanted to kind of run through um, some of the previous podcasts where we actually had Rock will come on the show and talk to us. Um, we actually had so you saw they're promoting the uh, Flex HA five thousand at Automation Fair. We actually had the product manager on our show back on podcast one sixty seven to talk about that product. Um, we also had the product manager for Factor Talk View SE on the show. We're going to be learning all about the latest version coming out uh, at Automation Fair. Um, we actually had uh, one of the product managers on about their new branch motor control and protection products. And that was podcast 151. We've also had them on. Uh, we had the product manager for uh, Studio 5000 on about V35. That was podcast 122. And we're excited to learn about V36 at the show. It's going to release after the show, but uh, we're excited to learn about all the new features. And we've lined up with the product manager to do that. And so I'm excited about that because, you know, hey, Studio 5000 new version is always exciting. Um, we've also had them on 
to uh, the product manager for Control Logics to come on and uh, talk to us about what's new with the hardware. Of course, we'll be seeing them at the show as well. So um, we'll get all the gory details and share them with you when we get back. Um, with that, I did want to remind you folks that uh, this afternoon, the podcast released at 3.30, right? The Automation Podcast. I think this is episode 175. And we have Rockwell back on to talk about Armor Kinetics. I thought it was such an interesting show, an interesting product. If you use servos, especially if you use Rockwell servos, I think you'll really enjoy this. It's a great product, especially if you're thinking about putting stuff on the machine. Um, you know, when you have all the servo drives in your enclosure and you want to add another one, right? What if you don't have the space? And, and it's not always easy to add new things, you know, drill new holes in a back panel in, a, in an enclosure that's already running, right? So by being able to put the servo drives on the machine itself, you know, it's more like remote I.O. now, right? You just put, you know, you need more servos, you put more in there, right? So very interesting podcast coming out today at 3.30. I've already uploaded it. I just got to thumbnail it and do the descriptions and all that little stuff that takes to, to produce a podcast every week. Uh, from there, uh, the folks over at Red Lion reached out and they said, hey, Sean, did you know that a couple weeks ago we won an IDEA award for the NT5000 gigabit managed uh, layer 2 Ethernet switches? And um, it's not something I covered a couple weeks ago, so I figured, hey, since they reached out, we'll cover it. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of uh, Entron and Red Lion. They make great products. They have very happy customers. And this new line of switches is really pretty cool. So I'm going to include the link to this, um, to this uh, announcement that they won that award. But I also just uh, throw out there on Podcast 144, they came on the show and they debuted this new uh, gigabit switch with us. And um, we actually are meeting, I think, uh, on Friday, recording another episode on one of the Red Lion products. So I'm excited about that. Um, and uh, so that's Podcast 144. We go through the NT5000. I also worked with them. We have a, a one a model. You can't see it. But we have one on the wall um, where they sent it in and they sponsored me to do an unboxing and first look. So I take it out of the box. I open it up. I go through the setup and show all the different pages and features. So a uh, pretty cool product line. Of course, it's Entron, so it has that metal case and it's hardened and meets all those uh, high-end specs, right? But a pretty cool product if you're looking for a space-saving but gigabit, you know, fully managed layer 2 switch. Check that out. I'll leave all these links here over at automate.news. Now, from there, we go over to a press release from Beckoff about uh, the CNC capabilities of TwinCat. And I actually went back because we covered something similar a couple weeks ago. So I went back and checked different different press release. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go into too many details, but if you do do any type of CNCing or milling and uh, you're familiar with Beckoff and their product line, um, this is some excellent, these, this package is definitely provides some excellent time savings as far as when it comes to programming, greatly simplifies your, your, your chores there as far as getting, uh, getting those type of applications done. So I'll include that uh, press release as well. And then we go over the softing. They had a new uh, update to their, uh, what they call their uh, SmartLink SWHT. And this, what this is, is because a lot of people have moved from Profibus to ProfiNet, they're adding support to read heart device, you know, the I.O. devices that have heart in, in, enabled in them. They're, they've updated their software so they can get to more devices through Ethernet, right? And so they just added uh, support for Turk XCOM and Siemens uh, ET200 ISP. I'm familiar with the SP, not the ISP. But in any case, so um, they can now support heart across Profinet 
uh, out to the IO modules with this latest update of their SmartLink software. From there, oh, just a reminder too, we did have uh, Softing on uh, in uh, episode demo 12. Now, I did release this out to the podcast audience because we didn't have another show for that week, and I thought it was really good audio to listen to, right? It wasn't just, you know, just all point and clicking, but um, uh, Quinton, who came on, really talked through everything we were doing, so I thought it would be good as an audio episode as well. We typically don't do that, but we may do more of that in the future. If the audio is very interesting, we'll release it as, on the, to the podcast audience as well. But in any case, great demo. And the one thing I love about their OP, like there's so many different OPC servers out there on the market, right? What I like about theirs is it'll run for 72 hours, okay? It's, it's easy to use as he shows in the demo. It is super intuitive, right? But it also runs for 72 hours. So whether you're a student trying to connect up to a, a machine simulator so you can run our, uh, the, the machine sim we give you for our courses, or if you're a developer and you're gonna run something for more than two hours, you know, it stinks having to keep closing and reopening demos, right? Especially if you're, if you're, you know, when you actually go to run your HMI or whatever your client is, um, you know, you're already 30 or, or 90 minutes into the demo time, right? So that's another thing I like about it. So it's intuitive, plus it has a 72-hour demo mode. And then you just buy the license key and you're good to go after that, right? So um, very interesting stuff from Softing. From there, we go to our featured product. I'm featuring my uh, Compact Basics Level 1 and 2 course over at theautomationschool.com. Of course, this is a fair course. You buy it once, you own it forever, you get support forever. And um, this also comes with the new 2023-2024 um, course I'm filming. And uh, in preparation for that, let's see if I can uh, switch back to full screen here. I've been picking up a bunch of new hardware, so I just picked up a, 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 um, an L2. So I've had an L1 and an L3. So I picked up an L2. I think I'm going to keep this one. It depends. They they had some. Uh, there was some differences in the the ad and what I received, but I think I'm going to keep it because um, it's working. And uh, you know, just trying to fill out the portfolio here so I can show the students everything I have without having to borrow a ton of stuff from my distributor. I hate bothering them. You know, they're busy trying to make money. Also picked up a 5069 uh, Ethernet adapter and a couple more I/O cards. I had picked up some analog, but they put different parts in the box, so. I'm working with eBay to get my money back on that because they sent me the wrong thing. But in any case, so we'll be able to show that. Of course, we have Flex.io, we have Point.io in the office. I know we don't have any Flex 5000. It's just not inexpensive enough to, to include in the course. And of course, they don't do samples, so unfortunately. Um, on the PLC5 side, now I think I have everything I need for Slick 500s. On the Micrologics, I'm still looking for an LRP. I haven't seen any that were the right price range for what we're offering. So, uh, but I'll keep my eyes out for, I do have an LSP for the uh, 1500, but I think for everything else, for the micros I have to do the entire Micrologics line. On the PLC-5s, I found some great deals. Uh, just picked up very, very inexpensively a, a 510 and a 515. Also picked up at great prices a 540C, so we can do control net. Also picked up an ACNR, uh, ACN15. For 1771 IO, of course, we already have control net on Flex IO and the Point IO. And um, picked up an L40E Ethernet module, uh, Ethernet processor, and um, just testing them now. I didn't get my MAU, so I get those on order, but everything else is working. Man, I'll tell you, I forgot how fast control net was compared to remote uh, Data Highway Plus on 57.6. Lightning, lightning difference. I mean, it's 5 meg, of course, but. In any case, um, I just go right through my Logics chassis to get out there. I don't have one of those fancy control net cables. But in any case, um, I also picked up an Ethernet sidecar, which is so cool. 
Um, I found it at a good price. I plugged it into the control net module. And again, I'm just waiting for the MAUs to test it out, but uh, those will be here in a couple of days. So really filling out, I may pick up a 530. Um, I, I don't have any need for a 60 or 80, but may pick up a 530 if I can find one inexpensive enough, just so I can show it again, show it to the students. So I should be a good all day. I would like to get some 5069 analog and a 5580, but the 5580s, they're thousands of dollars. And it's just, it just, you know, you, you see, the stuff just sits on the wall and collects dust. That's why we appreciate all the vendors. Everything you see from this up was all sampled to us. And we can't thank them enough for the samples because, you know, it allows us to keep the, the, the prices of the courses lower uh, for our students, right? Especially since we're offering them as forever courses. So with that, that's a little uh, what's new at the automation school for you. And uh, we go now to a um, case study or application uh, article about Beckoff being used, uh, their uh, TwinCat software PLC control system being used in a robotic system that, uh, that goes under the water and collects trash. Now, this is not autonomous like they're doing out in the Pacific, but um, very interesting article. I really thought it was interesting. And they used uh, the Beckoff line of products here. And they're using cameras and they're using robots. And um, basically, they tested it out in Venice in, in the canals. And um, they really liked how it performed. But I thought it was an interesting article. Of course, the Twin Cats, I, I guess, is running on the IPC and doing all the control. So uh, with that, um, this product I thought was very interesting from BNR. I don't know if it really applies to us, but it's basically a controller for a vehicle. And it also has a... Um, a uh, what do they call it? a standby mode so if the if the system has to shut down let's say it has a internal combustion engine in it and it has to shut down it can start right back up right it's not like you're turning it on you gotta wait for all the controls to boot up so i thought it was interesting i don't know if anybody would use this um it kind of a, a, a niche application as far as i'm concerned but still thought it was interesting so i wanted to share it with you and from there we go over to the isa's website automation.com and uh, you can see all the automation fair ads here um this is a pretty good article about uh, collaborating AI and robots and busting common myths. And um, I thought this was very interesting. I'm not going to read the whole article, but we'll go through the three myths that they bust in this article. Number one, AI and robots will replace humans and take every job. You know, we've talked about this with, um, you know, bank teller, you know, ATMs. They never replaced the bank teller. There's actually more bank tellers today than they were back then. So, you know, I think it just, you know, the repetitive jobs that nobody wants, that's where we typically see these, this type of advancements go. That's my opinion. Uh, myth number two, this technology is too expensive. You know, the price of cobots, you know, with the introduction of cobots, the price of robots have really come down, right? And AI is now being found in everything um, from, you know, cameras to uh, PLCs and so on. So very interesting stuff there. Price is definitely coming down. And really AI is just advanced algorithms, you know, building on every year, they just make them better and better. And then myth three, robots don't have adequate safety features for collaboration. Well, we've covered a lot of cobots on the show and talked about their safety features. So we know that's a myth as well. From there, we go over to events and Horner Automation is gonna be live streaming from Process Expo 2023. This is gonna be on October 24th at, uh, looks like 2 p.m. Eastern. And I wanna do some live streaming. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do it from Automation Fair. I may try. I may try to do a live version of the Automation Podcast from there. Um, but in any case, uh, this, is, this is interesting. It's next week, 
So I'll put a link to that at automate.news. And uh, as far as literature, I found one new uh, manual from the vendors here, and this was from Rockwell. It was all about the Factory Talk Updater. I actually had to read this because I didn't know what Factory Talk Updater was, although I, based on the name, I kind of had a guess. And yes, it, it pulls down updates from PCDC, and then it can distribute it out to the different workstations. And I don't know if I would do this in a production environment. All right, I know I wouldn't do this in a production environment, but in an engineering environment, having the latest tools um, could be extremely useful, especially when the PSA comes out. Typically, they only rev the software when, when a PSA comes out. Typically, not always, but things like Studio 5000, they're going to rev it if they find a bug, right? And so do you want to be using software that has a bug? Now, for end users, I mean, it's typically lock, you know, version lock and stay with that version because if the system's running safely, you don't want to, who knows what the new version, what bug that introduces, right? So um, in any case, that's the one new manual there. And then I found this video over at uh, IEEE Spectrum. It's about a humanoid looking robot. And uh, we've been covering these. I wanted to share this video with you. Um, I thought it was very interesting and especially the, the, the um, how it walks, right? How it takes steps and, you know, it's just very, very odd looking, but of course there's a lot of balancing going on there. But in any case, they're not doing anything in this video that's uh, practical like we saw in the last one where they were moving boxes off conveyors and feeding machines. But I still thought it was interesting. I wanted to share that with you. And then we had one more in our science and technology I had the, uh, one of the backers, one of the backers, one of the people behind this product over at Kickstarter um, reached out to me and said, hey, why don't you cover this? So I'm like, so I watched the video, it's really cool. So in any case, what this is, is if you're listening, it looks like uh, something the size of a small uh, saucer and it's square and it, uh, it's uh, plastic, right? It's orange plastic and it has two buttons on it. And what this thing is, is it's like a data logger and it has all kinds of sensors built in and it has ports where you can plug more sensors in. So if any of you hobbyists, if you wanted to, you know, monitor the temperature or monitor the moisture or monitor the sunlight in a, for a particular application, this is kind of like an all-in-one. <clears throat> it has a lot of sensors built into it and it has optional sensors you can put on it. So um, like there's one that gives you a fork you can put into the ground to monitor moisture in the ground. You know, something you could use for your per, your home, uh, your home. Uh, you know, maybe you're doing a solar project or you're doing a, a, a greenhouse or all kinds of things you could do with it. But uh, very interesting. They've already, they got 23 days to go on the Kickstarter. They've already blown through their $10,000 uh, minimum that they needed to get to back the project. And it looks like you can still pick up the base model for $89. That does not include taxes and shipping. But, uh, so you may be interested in this. Check it out if you think it would be interesting. Um, I, I have so many projects going that I have forbid myself from buying anything new right now. But um, if you're not in the same boat, you may check this out. So built into it as temperature, light level, sound level, vibration, acceleration, and orientation. And of course you can add on to it, CO2, VOCs, moisture content, uh, spectrometer, color, uh, distance, liquid level, extreme temp, contact switch so if you want to do like rotations or a door opening closing and then a, a breakout so very interesting stuff $89 is, is, is a seems like a great buy now it should be available those those should be going out I think they said April next year so June next year it looks like so I just wanted to share it with you it was something very interesting and they reached out to us so I said why not why not share it because it looks really cool and uh, in any case, um, I want to wish them a, a lot, uh, wish them well on this project. 
And with that, I want to thank the Automation School for sponsoring this episode of the show. Also, just want to remind you, if there's any news out there, like uh, they sent me in that link, uh, please use our news tip form to send it in. Also, uh, if you want to send any questions for folks at Automation Fair, anything you'd like to know, if you can't go, you can use the TalkBack link to do that. And I uh, just want to thank everybody over at uh, automation.locals.com. That's our community where you can ask me questions. The price of admission is one cup of coffee a month, $2. So I have people email me long questions, submit long, and I'm like, just go here. Buy me a cup of coffee. I'll answer anything you ask. So uh, in any case, uh, I want to thank everybody who picked up a copy of my eBooks or video collections over at theautomationblog.com forward slash tab, as well as anybody who picked up a coffee cup or T-shirt. So it looks like all orders have been delivered from last, uh, from a week and a half ago. So thank you all for that. And uh, just a final reminder that if you want to know where these links are, they're over at automate.news, no www, no .com, automate.news. Every single link we've covered in all 125 shows so far this year is up there. And um, I'll be adding today's after the show's done and edited and everything's uploaded and ready to go. I'll be coming up here and adding every single link. I've been trying to tag them as well. So if it's a cobot story or if it's educational, I'll put edu on it. Um, I do put the, the category and the vendor on each one. We started doing that when the show kicked back off in July. The first three months, they're not individual links, so that's uh, they won't show up in the category slot. Not yet. But in any case, that's it for today's show. I want to wish you all an awesome Wednesday, and uh, I hope everything's going uh, well where you are. And uh, again, feel free to get in touch with me using the TalkBack link. But with that said, I will uh, wish you a courageous, fearless, and awesome day again. And until next time, my friends, peace. <laughs>